Alright, we're back. This is your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and S podcast. So this will, like I said, we're just previewing 46, but uh, this is not the full episode. This is just a quick review of the Celtics game tonight, and then which we already got into, but now we're gonna get into the college football uh, pick of college football picks of the week, college football portion of the show. So again, I mentioned earlier, I'm, I have five big matchups I want to get into. So let's get started. I'm going to just start with, you know, probably the least favorite matchup compared to probably the biggest matchup. And I would have to say, let's start from the bottom and then we'll work our way up. So let's start with Cincy versus Houston. Obviously, that's, you know, Cincy's probably the game that they need to hopefully seal out a playoff, a college football playoff bid. They're undefeated at 12-0. They have a good quarterback in Desmond Ritter. And Houston's got a very good offense as well. They can score as well. So expect a lot of points to be scored. I don't, I'm not 100% sure how good Cincinnati is defensively, but they're fairly good defensively. They've been, they haven't been giving up a ton of points, but I think Houston will put up some points on them. And I think it's going to be a high scoring affair, but I think Cincy will win the game. Going away by a couple scores. I think, you know, with the not only their passing attack is good, they also can run the ball well with uh Jerome. Um I believe it's Jerome. I I wanna I just can't even think of his name right now, but I all I know is that he was uh one of the top running backs in the country this year. Uh, definitely very good for Cincinnati all year long. But I just think with Ritter and, you know, they have, like, multiple receivers they can go to. They got a very good offense, so expect Cincy to win that, but it ain't going to be easy. So I think Cincy will win it and they'll win the Conference USA. Excuse me, the American American Conference, which that's what they're in right now, the American Conference. So they should win that. And they probably will lock their bid to get into the college football playoff. All right, so the next game I got for the ACC championship game, I got Pitt versus Wake Forest. Um, I have Pitt. Um, even though people are high on Wake Forest in this game, I have, and they might. I mean, I didn't check the line or anything to see who's the favorite, but I think Pitt. Um, with this great quarterback matchup, by the way, this is a great quarterback matchup. Um, you have Sam Hartman on the Wake Forest side, and you have Pitt having Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett has 40 touchdowns on the year. He's doing for 4,000 yards. You gotta, you gotta give it to Pitt, because I just think, even though Pitt has, you know, I believe they have like three losses, I think, and then Wake Forest has two losses. I think Pitt just has the better quarterback in this one I think it might come down to a it could come down to points in this one I think Wake Forest has got a decent defense they can they can get stops I get I mean but I just think Kenny Pickett's done it against everybody this year I think he's been able to throw the ball with success against everyone he's got one of the best receiver in Addison so 
you, you can't sleep on Pitt um, in this matchup. I think Pitt might get the upset. You would you would say that it would be an upset because Wake Forest has been good all year long. A lot of people know what Wake Forest has done this season, but Pitt has been kind of, you know, surprisingly getting to this game, and they've been able to win games down the stretch when they needed to to be able to get themselves in this game. The Coastal was a mess this year. It wasn't really that well-hyped. They expected the Miami Hurricanes to do well this year, and they, they, they weren't good at all. So Coastal was a bit of a mess, so Pitt was able to sneak in there and get that bid. So I, I, I like Kenny Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett a lot. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think he's a great NFL prospect. So I have I have Pittsburgh winning that game in a close one. It will be a close game, probably in the 30s. Good amount of points being scored. I have Pitt winning that game. All right, so the third game I have um, that's really not as hyped up, but I like Baylor versus Oklahoma State. It's a pretty good game, even though, like like I said, these offenses are kind of lackluster. They're not really spectacular, but they do have uh, two quarter. Both of these quarterbacks are dual threats. They can run as well as throw the football. Got Sanders on Oklahoma State side, and uh, Baylor has a very good quarterback as well. Their running back is one of the tops in the country, which is uh, his name is. Abram and then Abram, Abram Smith, and and then they have another running back in Ebner that's pretty good too. So Baylor's one of the better running uh, running teams in the country, where they have one of the best rushing attacks in the country. So that could be an advantage for Baylor as far as moving the ball against a fairly good Oklahoma State defense. They're pretty good, um, but I think Baylor. Might end up winning it in a close affair. So I have Baylor winning, beating Oklahoma State in a close one. Also, probably the second best conference in the country. Um, I have Michigan versus Iowa. Michigan versus Iowa. Obviously, we if, if you didn't witness it last week to see what Michigan did against Ohio State, that was a heck of a game. Now they're coming in with a lot of confidence in this Big Ten game, Big Ten championship, against a very stingy Iowa defense. Um, Iowa's been very good defensively all year long. I think that's main reason why they've been able to win a lot of games this year. And they've been winning it in dirty fashion. Um, they are, the turnover margin's been definitely been a friend of them all year long. They've had, they're one of the tops in the country in picks. So, Expect them to get you know, try to turn over, you know. Um, you got uh, uh, McNamara, the uh, the quarterback for Michigan. Then you have uh, McCarthy, which they both kind of sub in every now and then. They they run. Uh, Harbaugh's done a good job of running a, a pretty successful two quarterback system. But Michigan, you know, they like to like depend on the ground game as really their their dependable source of offense. So. You know, watch for Haskins to do what he did last week to continue that success onto this game. And they have a couple other running backs they can go to as well to to, to not really put the whole burden on Haskins. But Haskins has been a workhorse all year long. He's definitely, like just like uh, the Baylor running back, he's definitely been one of the better running backs all year long. Uh, top 10 in rushing yards. So... 
Obviously, I think this should be an easy one because Iowa can be somewhat of a problem offensively. They, If their defense is not getting them a short field or really, you know, helping them out with the turnover margin, they have a tough time scoring. So, I, and especially with Michigan's defense, I think Michigan's defense has made some strides this season. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, obviously one of the better defensive ends in the country. He's tops in sacks. I think he has 13. He had three sacks last week, so I think he has 13 on the year. So uh, he's going to be going after the quarterback for a pretty, um, you know, struggling offense from Iowa. I think Michigan will definitely shut them down, and I think Michigan will win going away. It might it might be somewhat of a blowout because I just think Michigan takes care of the ball because they want to run the ball. They're not going to throw the ball that much, but they're going to do a good job of setting the run up to set the throw up. And they have a lot of options with their offensive line being so good to be able to really control the line of scrimmage. What they did against Ohio State, which is eye-opening, and just shows you that they're one of the top teams in the country. And they definitely will be a team to be reckoned with. They win this game. They're definitely going to the college football playoff, and they're going to definitely be a team where I think they might have a chance to get to the championship game overall. I think they're they're ranked number two for a reason, and they'll show it in this game. And they'll probably dominate, you know, just like they dominated Ohio State because Ohio State is no slouch. To beat Ohio State, you got to be a good football team. So they were able to do that. I have them winning that game going away easily against Iowa. And finally, the top game of the day. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a great, great, great matchup. You got Alabama, as we all know, they did lose lose one game this year against Texas A&M. So, you know, one blemish. And But you can't knock the system of Nick Saban. You can't knock the tradition and what they've been able to do over the, over the years against, you know, the, the, you know, former assistant coach Kirby Smart and his Georgia Bulldogs coming into this one undefeated, no blemishes on the schedule. They've been dominating every, every team that they played this year. Their defense is probably the best in the country. I mean, there's so many variables to go on. I think, Probably the biggest matchup is the Alabama offense versus the Georgia defense. And we, and we can go on. Bryce Young has, I mean, I've, I've, I've said that he's not perfect, but I've looked at, I looked at statistics. I, I was surprised to see that he had 40 touchdowns this year. I was just like, man, where did this come from? Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of, t- I've seen a lot of um, games where he did struggle at times early on. And early on in the year, he struggled. But I think he's picked it up of late and has been very good. You know, I think he's got a lot of weapons. You know, you got the running game with Robinson and and, and Sanders. But they also have um, Jamison Williamson, which Jamis, Jamison Williams, which I think he will be available sometime in the game. Uh, they get... Uh, did did have to lead the game for targeting against uh, against Auburn last week. So hopefully they can get him back in the second half, which I think that's the rule for targeting. I think you uh, miss a you miss one half and then you come back in the second half in the next game. I think that's how the rule is. 
But uh, yeah, so they should have him sometime, which is one of the better receivers in the country. This is the reason why Bryce Young has been so good. Uh, Michi's also a stud on the outside. So they have a few guys they can go to. Um, but I'll keep, an, keep an eye on George. George's got a lot of good running backs. They de- depend on a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of running backs, which is, I think they have four different running backs. Zamir White is one of them. Um, uh, Milton is another one, which he's just like a speed change of pace back. So they, they are definitely deep in the, in the running game. They're, they're pretty much what Alabama used to be. As far as like just stacking a bunch of running backs, you know, Alabama only has two that they can rely on 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 the two deep right now. But uh, but Georgia's got four they can depend on. And their receivers haven't been all that great this year. Nothing really special about their receivers. I think their best receivers is their tight end Brock Bowers. So so again, and he's only a freshman. So that's crazy that you know, the success that he's having early on. But, uh, yeah, Georgia, like I said, depending on their defense, their defense is, is, is great, especially their front seven. They may have the best front seven. If not, their defense is the best defense in the country. They obviously have the best front seven in the country and their secondary is no slouch either. So if I'm Alabama, if I want to win this game, obviously you want to go down the field against Georgia um, you're not going to be able to run the ball against Georgia. Robinson's going to have a tough time really moving. And Alabama's offensive line has really been problematic this year. Just another thing to add to the pot that, you know, where Georgia can really exploit is up front. So if if I'm Alabama, I want to really, you know, use some quick passes, you know, really really get the ball out of, out of there. You don't want to, you know take a lot of down the field throws, just try to create some outside, you know, plays from the outside, like flats and um, just quick hitters, slants, like just quick pass plays to soften up that pass rush. And then hopefully maybe you can establish some type of running game early uh, later on in the game. And it's going to have to be somewhat of a ball control game. You have to tire them out. They're just so deep and on that, on that, on that side of the ball. So, I mean, good luck trying to tire out a deep defense like they have, but that, I think that's their best opportunity. They want to uh, uh, come away successful where, you know, they, they've been able to be successful in the past. I mean, I mean, the last few times that they played Georgia, they were able to win those games. Uh, I think there was only one time I think Georgia did beat them. And SEC championship games, but Alabama has been successful in the other times. But obviously, it's a different time is where Georgia is actually a favorite coming into this game. So to to end it off right, as far as the pick with this goes, I would have to say that I have to go with. I just have a weird feeling. I just think Alabama might win this game. I don't I don't know what it is. I just think Alabama, when it comes down to it, they find a way to win these type of big games. I just think everyone's saying Georgia this, Georgia that, and I just think Nick Saban knows I I think he knows his uh his assistant well. I mean, as far as his you know, they you know, the same staff a couple years back before, you know, Kirby Smart moved made the move to head coach. 
And I just think he knows him better than anybody. And I just think when you playing against your assistant, and even it goes vice versa, even the assistant knows the head coach well. But they played before in the same same game before, I think, uh, two years ago. And I think Georgia was successful. But then the previous one, I think Bama was successful. So it's like they played with each other a few times already. And I just think Alabama, they make a lot of mistakes. And they're, they're sloppy. They were sloppy last week against Auburn. Don't get me wrong. They were sloppy. They had a slow start in that game. And they didn't play well until later on in the game able to win that game so but I really think Alabama just for some reason I just think Alabama will pull it out that's just kind of like my hot take of the segment I think Alabama will definitely uh, come away victorious winning another SEC championship game and that will definitely propel them to get into the college football playoff if you beat Georgia that's pretty much been unblemished this year that would be a huge, huge win for, for Nick Saban's uh, uh, resume to just put up all the other big wins that he's had. This will be probably his one of his biggest if he gets this one. But we'll see. Should be a very good game, though, either way. I think it will be a close game. All right, so we're going to end it with that note. Uh, you listen to the Rims and Nuts podcast. It's your host, Rob Morris. Have a good night, everybody. Peace.